This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. Hello, my name is Susan Prosnitz. I'm the Executive Director of the Rappaport Center for Law and Public Service. We are continuing our podcast series today with Bob Ruzzo, who is the Deputy Director and Chief Operating Officer of Mass Housing. We are delighted that Bob has been willing to share his time with us today, and he is here to talk a bit about uh, ballot question two decided recently by the voters in the November 2nd election. And I'd like to start, Bob, with a question about what ballot two question was all about, what did it ask the voters to decide, and and what was the significance of the vote on election day? Well, thank you. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Question two was really an attempt to repeal the state's affordable housing law, which is commonly known as Chapter 40B. Chapter 40B was passed by the state legislature in 1969, and in the view of the proponents, because we had had that law on the books for some 40 years, and yet Massachusetts is still one of the most expensive places to live uh, in terms of housing affordability, it always ranks in the bottom, that that was proof that the law had failed in its intent. They therefore proposed a straight outright repeal and there was no proposed substitution or alternative means. I think uh, that was reflected in the ballot question margin, which was a 58 to 42 percent defeat. So what do you think is the message that observers should take away from the result of this attempt to appeal the state's affordable housing law? I think the the ultimate takeaway here is don't underestimate the voters. Uh, You cannot replace something with nothing. For the affordable housing community, I think on the positive side, it reinforced a a very broad-based acknowledgement that affordable housing remains a problem, and it created a new coalition that I think we need to work to to utilize in the months and years ahead to find other solutions to our problem. On the negative side, I think despite the support of all four gubernatorial candidates, all four of them were in favor of retaining Chapter 40B, and there was really no media campaign presented by the proponents. Yet still 42% of the, of the voters said, let's do away with Chapter 40B. Personally, I, I find it difficult to conceive of a, of a commonwealth where there is no Chapter 40B. So I think the lesson here is let's be thankful for the result, but we need to really get back to work and get the back to work uh, very diligently to try to produce some alternative means of delivery that will prevent this from ever becoming a question that we have to face again. Have there been efforts by the legislature to repeal or amend 40B, and can you talk about some of those recent efforts? Over the course of uh, the last, I'd say, three to four legislatures, there have been numerous attempts to either repeal, modify, create a moratorium on Chapter 40B. So it has been a frequent topic of legislative uh, discussion. And uh, when Governor Romney was elected, there was a year-long review of Chapter 40B with a lot of regulatory uh, proposals that uh, were actually agreed upon and were proposed as a statute, and uh, ultimately many of them got enacted as regulations. But uh, I don't think uh, that answered the complaints of some of the the, uh, proponents of the question. So do you think that the election results are likely to end the controversy surrounding Chapter 40B? Chapter 40B has been controversial from the start, and I think any attempt to do what Chapter 40B does, which is to essentially override home rule, which is near and dear to all of us in the Commonwealth, uh, I think it's always going to be controversial. 
And we see these periods of controversy peaking with real estate cycles. We saw a very large controversy about Chapter 40B during the go-go 80s at the end of the 1980s. In the last real estate cycle, uh, it was even more pronounced as the utilization of Chapter 40B was more pronounced. I think part of the reason why we'll always have controversy with Chapter 40B as time goes on is that the statute is doing some things it was never designed to do. First of all, even as an affordable housing rental statute, it was never designed to house people of extremely low income all by itself. It was designed to work in tandem with some very deep federal subsidy programs that were on the books at the time. And secondly, and probably this is responsible for a lot of the controversy in this last real estate cycle, uh, 40B was never intended to be the source of such a large percentage of market rate housing in the Commonwealth. In the last housing boom, 40B was probably responsible for 30 to 40 percent of all housing built in the Commonwealth. It was never designed to do that, and I don't think there's anybody, even the strongest proponents of 40B, who think that that is a good thing. Every time you override local, the local optional or home rule, I think you take away a little bit of the character of the, co- the concept of a commonwealth. If it's a large project, particularly from my point of view, a large rental project, which is right in the core of what Chapter 40B was designed to do, I think that's, that's a perfectly acceptable uh, balancing of the needs of the commonwealth with the needs of the locality. For smaller projects, I think that becomes more difficult. So you certainly touched upon some of the weaknesses of Chapter 40B. Can you elaborate on those weaknesses, but also talk about the strengths of the statute? Well, the statute has a lot of strengths, and I, I don't mean to uh, to give those short shrift by any means. I think the, the core stre- uh, strengths of the statute are that it recognizes that affordable housing is a common obligation for every city and town in the Commonwealth, and it establishes a, a threshold of, of essentially 10%, And if you're below the 10% threshold, the community uh, does not have the ability to say, we don't want that Chapter 40B development. Uh, It also has the power to take that common obligation and make it become a reality through a waiver of local uh, regulations of all kinds that might make it more difficult or uneconomic uh, to build the affordable housing. I think the key of uh, taking those strengths and balancing them against the weaknesses is simply to use Chapter 40B less. And that means doing some very difficult things. I think it means attempting to fix our Zoning Enabling Act, which I think is universally recognized as one of the worst, if not the worst, in the country. And Secretary Greg Bialecki has done a lot, uh, certainly been out on, on on the circuit, doing everything that he can to try to bring about some change there. We also need to to remember, I I think, as a person coming from a rental housing agency background, that Chapter 40B is is at its core a rental housing statute. And I think that we need to deliver and develop options that reward municipalities that do the right thing for some of the, shall we say, less core applications of Chapter 40B. I don't think that we should even consider monkeying around with the mechanics of the delivery of rental housing because we in the Commonwealth need more rental housing. Using Chapter 40B on the home ownership front, I still think it has a tremendously uh, important role in that regard, but I think we need to look at and reward municipalities that successfully uh, develop options for delivering affordable housing in the home ownership sphere. 
Can you talk a little bit more about your agency, about mass housing and its role in affordable housing, and also the agency's role, if any, in um, effective implementation of the statute? Oh, sure. Uh, mass housing has been around for some uh, 40 years. We actually uh, were born just a few years before uh, Chapter 40B. And we had an important uh, case that uh, was decided by the state Supreme Court that allowed our statute, our statute uh, upheld its constitutionality, which was decided just before Chapter 40B was passed in 1969. And it incorporated the concept of a limited dividend, which is in our statute, into Chapter 40B. So 40B and mass housing are irrevocably intertwined. And as a result, we feel we have a special role, uh, which we have taken on, to uh, administer uh, probably the, the single largest uh, 40B program, which is the so-called New England Fund or NEF program. Uh, we've been at the affordable housing financing uh, task for, for more than four decades. We have financed over $11 billion in affordable housing options, whether they're home ownership, first-time home ownership loans, or development loans or preservation loans for people who are in the affordable housing, rental housing side of uh, the activity. Well, those are some impressive numbers indeed. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share with us on the future of Chapter 40B and the creation of affordable housing in Massachusetts? I think I would like to leave folks with the importance of focusing on the end game. The end game was not to win the referendum battle. The end game is to provide the people of the Commonwealth with an array of housing options that retain and attract new residents here and keep the Commonwealth uh, competitive against other states in the Union that want to, quite frankly, take our, take our jobs. And uh, I think we're going to see some activity right off the bat that will make us refocus on the end game. Uh, the 10 percent figure that I mentioned earlier is based upon census counts, and we'll come out with new census counts very shortly. I think that we're going to see a number of municipalities that were above the 10 percent threshold fall below the 10 percent threshold. And while that's always a cause for concern, I think it's a new opportunity to have some of those communities which have seen a lot of affordable housing constructed in, in, their, in their home community and said this is, a, this is not a bad thing and allow them to help work with state officials to develop new ways of opening doors to affordable housing in other places in the Commonwealth. Well, thank you very much, Bob, for joining us today. We really appreciate your willingness to take time out of your schedule to be here and to talk about an issue that uh, was certainly an important one in the latest election and uh, look forward to hearing from you again. My pleasure. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.